This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, welcome to this week's Property Solopreneur. And I think the word we've all got to use more often as a solopreneur is no. Very little word, but it's one of those words that's got a bit of a taboo against it because we've all been brought up to say yes, absolutely all the time so that we don't miss anything, so that we can get everything we can out of life. But I think as property solopreneurs, we've got to protect ourselves and our boundaries against overwhelm and doing the wrong thing. So that little tiny word no is going to make all the difference from us because if you don't use it, you might well find yourself being taken off into doing bits of property that you don't want to do, that you absolutely hate. And there is no point in doing anything in property that you don't thoroughly enjoy because we're self-employed. And that is the point of being self-employed, isn't it? Doing something what you love. So get used to saying no for doing anything you don't feel comfortable with. It may not even be profitable for you. And again, if it's not profitable for you, you must be saying no. Otherwise, you've just got a very expensive hobby. And get used to saying no so that you can control your stress. We don't want you so stressed that you end up leaving property. For someone like me who loves property and just can get overenthusiastic, frankly, about it, the thought of someone leaving because they find it all too stressful is very upsetting and sad because there's so much you can do out in property that isn't stressful. You know, well, you can learn to cope with it. And in some areas of life, saying no is very much avoided like the plague. You can tell people who've been brought up not saying no. They have very, very long-winded explanations and excuses, which can be really exhausting to listen to. And, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are at making an excuse and getting all a bit fluffy and perhaps and maybes and all the rest of it. If you don't want to do it, sooner or later, you're going to have to say no. And it's an awful lot easier to say it no six weeks ago than the night before, whatever it is it is you're meant to be doing. Learn to say no. It is, of course, something we've all got to practice. And I think it's an awful lot easier to practice and to say if you know where you're going in property. If you know what you're doing currently, you know what you're going to do in the future, i.e. the rest of the year, what your time constraints are so that you can say no to something straight away that's going to require you to be full time if you're only doing property one night a week or for one day a week. And no, if your financial situation won't bear it, because we're not all made of money in property. We don't all come into property with the same amount of money or the same viewpoint on money. A lot of people don't want to borrow from private investors. They don't want to do joint ventures. They don't want to do sourcing and all that that means. They're just very happy to borrow from the bank or to go and buy a new property and do whatever they want with it when they've got the next deposit together. That's okay. Why is it that there's so much noise about the fact that you've got to 
always stretch yourself financially to the nth degree. And if you're not, that somehow you're not doing it right. Well, of course you're doing it right. You're doing it the way you want to do it. And this is a, you know, this is a personal thing, property. It's not a joint activity. And if you listen to enough property podcasts, you will begin to realise that mostly all conversations are about scale, about being full-time in property, because of course everybody wants to give their job up, don't they? No, they don't. It's all about creating really big portfolios with an awful lot of debt, good or otherwise, depending on your viewpoint. And it's always easy to see the people who think that unless you've got X number of properties or a monthly income that hits this target, that it's not a real portfolio. It's not a real business or even worse, you're not doing property properly. Well, I'm not buying any of that, frankly, not at all. Um, I'm not interested in being the biggest or the best. And that's because my goals, my end goals are not your end goals. So therefore, we can't be compared to each other. Quite often when you walk into a property meeting, you get asked that ridiculous question, how big is your portfolio? Well, that's a ridiculous question because it doesn't take into consideration any nuances in the entire property world. You may meet a property investor who doesn't hold anything at all, but they're far more, their bank balances are much bigger than ours or yours because all they do is trade or they may be the most fantastic planner and, and do really amazing things with planning deals because not everybody owns everything that they uh, put planning on. You know, it's controlling that's the important thing. So. You may not want to have huge amounts of debt. I don't. I like paying down. I know it's very, very unfashionable, but I do like paying down. So I will happily say to people, no, I don't want to rack up everything to 85% or you know, have millions of pounds worth of debt. And don't forget, we don't all hold the same stock either. I mean, how many other people, when we're talking about what you've got in your portfolio, will be able to say happily, I have a Tudor threshing barn in your portfolio? I do. There aren't many who, who have that. But I don't, for instance, have lots of commercial properties with shops. Not my thing, but other people do. So you can't compare their portfolio with my portfolio. They're very, very different things. So being able to say no means that I can control and do exactly what I want. And of course, the other thing about saying no is that you can say no halfway through a project. I know that again is quite a radical thought, but it can make you much richer than you imagine. And that's because the market moves. And sometimes you've just got to be really, really aware of what's going on in the market and do something that you hadn't planned on in the first place. And what I mean there is that, for instance, you could have found a lovely house a lovely property uh, and put some planning on it. Now, you may or may not have always anticipated building it out, but quite often most people assume you are. But if you say, no, I'm going to bank that profit now. It's only taken me three months to get to this point and there's 50k in it and there's other things on my plate. I'm much happier. Say no. Feel really comfortable saying, no, I'm not building it out. It doesn't work for me this time because does it work for you? It doesn't matter if it works for me or, or anyone else. What works for you? So you're happy just to say, thank you, I'm parking that. Because your no at this point is going to be somebody else's yes. And this is really fine because somebody else is going to come along and find the planning game we've just been talking about and whoop with joy because they found the perfect project, you know, the project they've always wanted to do. And that has started off with my no. 
all below market deals start with the owner basically saying, no, I'm not going to tart it up. I'm not going to do some DIY and make this A1 standard. I'm not going to throw money at the property. It smells. So what? I'm putting it on the market just like that. I just want to put it on the market and get the cash in the bank. That's it. No to doing anything else with it. And, you know, without all these very firm no's from the probate owners, the downsizers, the hoarders, well, in fact, any vendor that just absolutely makes a property investor's heart sing, we wouldn't be able to get such cracking deals, would we? Because everything would come onto the market in a very bland way. We need those amazing deals to get going. That's what is the bedrock of our industry, buying below market value. So saying no is not just about money, of course. It, it, most people think it is, but it's also about saying no to growing too fast or getting a level of stress that you're not comfortable with. Stress and worry are all part and parcel of being a property investor. You cannot expect to work in property and not experience stress and worry over something. And it can be very minor to you. And I see it as an absolute mountain. We're all individuals and we're all going to do stress and worry very differently because you can't expect anything with a large number of outside influences to be anything but stressful. Now think about it, you know, just buying and selling something, there are so many moving parts. Say I'm selling something, that's my house, so that'll be the estate agent. That's me, so what estate agent, then there's me selling it, there's a buyer, well that's three already. Then there's two sets of solicitors for, that's five, isn't it? Then there's a mortgage broker and a surveyor. Oh, you know, there's an endless number of people who may be involved in this transaction, any of which can throw a spanner in the works. And of course, if you then put a chain into the whole equation, we're talking a lot of people. No wonder so many deals fall out of bed. The more you do this, the more able you find coping with the stresses and the endless emails about it. But some people don't like it and they, they will only do two deals a year because that's all their blood pressure can cope with. That's fine. That's their decision. They've learned to say no, they're not going to do any more. So you've got to be able to learn how to say no without looking over your shoulder and having the breaking strain of a Kit Kat, haven't you? And I think you can do that if you know your why, if you know how you're going to achieve your goals. And some of us, I'm afraid, don't know what their goals and they just go from project to project, whatever comes along, whatever takes their fancy, whatever they've got a deal presented to them, do the figures stack up? Yes, I'll try without it being part of a bigger picture. So for them, saying no is a a little tiny bit more tricky. But if you don't want to be one of those, go on a strategy day, either on your own or as part of a group. And if you don't know very much about strategy days and how they help your company and your property business really come together and work for you, then drop me an email at rachel at racheltroughton.com. And I spell my name A-E-L just to be difficult. And I can talk you through it on a call. Because once you know all these things and you're absolutely firm about what you will and you will not do, you'll find saying no an awful lot easier. And if you can say no with conviction then I think you're well on the way to being a very profitable property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.